Hello there. My name's Mark, a.k.a. The Canardian Jedi, and this is episode 79 of Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined once again. Happy to have you. You're back. You're you're wearing the colors. You're wearing the jacket. Charlie Carden, how you doing today? Hello! Oh, I'm glad to be here talking about Star Wars after having a, a hell of a weekend. Uh, as I was, Mark and I were talking in the B-roll, I very suddenly lost my job, uh, which I didn't expect. And then uh, we found out we had a leak in our dishwasher uh, through the floor because I was getting dripped on while I was doing laundry. I'm like, what the hell is that? And... <laughs> And then I'm running around the house. I'm, I'm I'm getting ready to go out and do some errands. So I'm outside and I'm about to leave. And April says, come back in here for a second. She said, you will not believe this. I was running the garbage disposal and the top of the faucet fell into the garbage disposal and was shredded. No. <laughs> the good April had bought a, had bought a new faucet and everything. We need a plumber to install it, but we hadn't get around to calling. So now, so now we have somebody calling, uh, somebody coming out. But and then, oh God, and the 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 coup de gras, a, a TV that our uh, mutual podcast husband Todd Extra uh, recommended that I buy at the end of 2020, which has always been a piece of crap just shut off in the middle of the show. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Did I stomp on the just remote or something? Turn, turn it back on, uh, and it gave a weak startup image for two seconds and turned off. Repeated Ooh. the process 10 times. So this is the beauty of living 10 minutes from a Best Buy. I jumped on. I grabbed my credit card. I found a 65-inch Roku TV. The Super Bowl is coming up. The Super Bowl, excuse me, here Super in the United Bowl. States. Yep. Got a new TV and a five-year warranty for 500 bucks. And it's a Roku Ooh. TV, and I have a Roku stream bar, so I put the two nice. of them together. It's so seamless. They're, because the old TV just tend to lag. And if you were in Disney+, Plus, speaking of Star Wars, if you were in Disney+, Plus and did a back button, or it, the, color, the colors would totally flip. And you'd have to restart the unit. It was just, it was always, it was always a mess with that TV. So I'm really, I'm super enthusiastic about this new set. So um, yeah, while doing a job hunt, I'm, I've turned a little more attention to um, my side side business, which is I, I broker uh, toy sales for some friends. Uh, I had, a, oh my gosh, we have a special visitor. Special guest appearance hey, from buddy. Hey. How are you? Say hi. Uh-huh. Say hi. Uh-huh. Hi. hi, buddy. You doing all right? I bet you're supposed to be in bed. Did did you escape, Mom? You're supposed to be. Yeah, he he escaped. Oh, he just. Yeah, what is this? My toy. That's your toy. Yeah, (laughs) we'll play with that tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to go find Mom? Want to say bye, Charlie, and bye, everyone. Say bye, bye, everybody. Uh, you, yeah, you need sleepy time. Oh, there you go. Bye, buddy. (laughs) There you go. Um, Special. Holocron so, appearance from Finn. Yes, to, for your special guest, that was one of your last Patreon segments. Was your uh, your in depth interview uh, mm-hmm. with your son that somehow was like like thirteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what's, what's interesting, it's been a while since I've been on my, my, my now no longer hectic work schedule, uh, made it so I missed a bunch of episodes, but I'm glad to be back in particular because I've been on a personal kind of Star Wars journey lately. I I got back into the Marvel comics, which I'll talk a little bit about in our main segment here. Um, I went on, and I talked about this over on Secret Wars, I went on a Mando kick because I'm like, man, you know what would really make me feel great is 
watching Luke Skywalker chop up those Death Troopers. Mando, season two, episode 10. And then from there, I just, I kept going. I watched Mando season three again, which I'll talk a little bit about uh, later on in the show. And then I flipped around. I watched the the beginning. I went back and watched Book of Boba Fett. And I'm going to jump into uh, to Andor. Uh, here right. probably some probably sometime this week um, and uh, yeah the Marvel comics were the big one I'm, I'm caught up Marvel Unlimited Mark I know we've talked about uh, potentially doing yeah. some comic arcs but Marvel yeah. Unlimited always has everything uh, three months or older uh, that's current and then they have they not only have uh, all post 2015 canon Star Wars content but they have uh, I believe almost all of the uh, legacy expanded universe stuff going back going back to marvel's first run in 1978 so um so yeah so i'm 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 jazzed about the comics i watched that i tuned into a couple of movies as well i think i watched uh new hope and empire again um and uh yeah i'm kind of on a star wars journey right now so how, how fortuitous that here we are uh ta- you know t- talking about what the last year has been like in star wars uh, that that's amazing. We're we're actually we're we're on our own Star Wars kick right. as well. Um, so we my my whole household my whole household had COVID last week. Oh, uh, fun! I, I yes. kicked things off, uh, and uh, and everyone else caught it. I still have a lingering cough, so par- pardon my uh, my quick mic muting. Um, so we were all off. We were all stuck in the house and. Uh, it had been a while since we watched Star Wars and my wife, for some crazy reason, who's not always like the biggest Star Wars fan, said, hey, do you want to watch Star Wars? And I said that the answer to that question is always yes. What do you want does to watch? Ba- yeah. Does a bear take a reader's digest in the woods? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we started chronologically and we're watching everything. So we watched episodes one, two and three. And now we are on uh obi-wan kenobi oh wow i am so happy to say that she's hooked on kenobi kenobi i'm sorry kenobi was uh was another one that i did watch recently because i I had to go kind of on this journey uh of rediscovering this and and kind of applying some very star trek like uh six minutes 19 seconds for star trek reference this very star trek like reference that jen watson and i talk about uh over on code 47 is that uh you know with any long-running franchise uh, star wars being no exception there are things that are universally beloved there are things that are somewhere in the middle and there are some that a more casual fan despises. Mm. Um, so for a long time, Jen and I were doing a segment called Good and Bad. We pick, you know, she picks a good episode. I pick a bad episode. I pick a bad one. She picks a good one. And it's a segment which we've kind of gotten away from. Uh, and now we're doing, we're debuting a, a new feature in the first segment of our show next time. You'll have to tune in. But, uh, you know, even Jen would say, well, you know, I struggle to choose a bad episode because there's something in all, trying to bring the point back around, there's something in all of it that I love. Even mm. if it's a it's a terrible episode, there could be a great scene between two characters that results in some great uh, character development or great relationship development between those two characters, even if the plot of that episode is terrible or, or the most memorable thing in it uh, is a character that I can't stand. Um, I'm still going to find something uh, to really enjoy about it. And, and that's where I tried to go. Um, that's where I tried to go with uh, Mando season three, which I complained about that's where I tried to go with Book of Boba Fett. And I had some success um, finding things to enjoy 
about this show uh, after a lens of, of now almost two years, no, over two years. That mm-hmm. dropped in December 21, uh, so it was on in the basically the first quarter of, of 2022. So that's that's two years ago, um, and, and really kind of experiencing that as something different. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I will I will yeah. So you know, we're, I'm kind of on this journey, and, um, and and finding different ways to appreciate it. But uh, but anyway, yeah, um, that's, that's exciting. I, I um, think we 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 went way off book. Uh, in not giving, uh, if I might, uh, where we kick off every one of our shows, which is talking about our fantastic Patreons over on patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite. You will find a bevy of great original content. I'm still looking forward to to reconnecting with you, Mark, and doing some Patreon content. I know yes. that it's 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 coming. Uh, but if you tune in there right now, Mark does have a lot of standing co- uh, content that he's done. Uh, we've been doing it for a little over a year now. I've got a show that I really enjoy called The Facts of Geek life uh which myself plus a guest take a classic series genre or sometimes otherwise we take a season of that series and we take three or four episodes uh and we we have a good time talking about it uh todd and i do a great comic book show called spinner rack uh and there's just other little kind of funs and and fun things and and little projects that we do uh in there uh so when you do visit uh patreon.com slash secret friends unite you can get a seven day uh free trial to sample our content and if you like what you hear please feel free to stick around uh we'd like to pay homage to some of our uh top patreons and the friends with benefits level there's Corey in hd john sedorf the awesome phoenix sisters cosplay uh and brendan myers uh the bff level is our top tier where we have the awesome nice family sean stella and henry my friend Missy Merchant, Matthew Keel, longtime friend of the show, and the Asian Sith Mistress and Associate of yours. Another episode yeah. I sadly I sadly missed. So I uh, look forward to having her back at some point. So but anyway, as I said, visit patreon.com slash secret friends unite. Give us a try. Uh, we also have a, uh, a, a separate uh, Patreon channel on our Discord where we like to bounce ideas, uh, show ideas, and, and let patrons tell us what they want to hear. So there's mm-hmm. all kinds of fun perks. So you can find about all of that uh, on the website. We'd lo- we would love to have you on board. We love doing it, and we, wa- we want you to be a part of it. Uh, yeah, speaking of, of Patreon, I did not expect my wife to like Obi-Wan Kenobi so much. And she, yeah. like, I'm talking, she's hooked. We're three or four episodes oh. in right now. And she's like, oh. I need to watch more. Didn't want to go to sleep uh, last night. You know, it's like way past bedtime kind of thing. Like got to work in the morning. And uh, and she's like, eh, can we do one more episode? I'm like, it's like 30, <laughs> dude. I'm going to bed. Um, so <laughs> oh, yeah. like, that kind of like, that kind of like hooked needs to know what's happening with Leia and Reva and, and everything. Um I I might pitch something to her just to do like a, a, a Star Wars or even at least just Obi Wan recap. I'm gonna pitch that to her and, and see. Oh, what she that, I mean, just to you know, and having it having it be just six episodes, uh, you yeah. can talk about it like you talk about a movie. So you could do that in an hour, you know, an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, yeah I would I would totally be interested. Uh, the same way that April and I do our bad trip to the movies with the cardens which um being that i have a little more time on my hands these days that's a bi-monthly show but we might actually do it a little bit more often we have a great list we saw such a bad movie in the theater last week it was the beekeeper with jason statham oh my god yeah wow spectacularly 
like single digits, I'm sure, on Rotten Tomatoes if you were to evaluate it. So, um, but we, that- we we have a, we, yeah we have a schedule. I think our next movie is 2021 Snake Eyes, which was a particularly mm. painful one for me, being such a big GI Joe fan. But we may yeah. do that sooner rather than later. You, you we will see. But uh, but anyway, um, yeah, that'd be fun. I would love to hear the two of you guys do a show. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so we get to skip all of the. Uh, regular rigmarole because we don't have a guest to, to kind of you know pick their brain and, and, and get to the center of their Star Wars soul. So it's just mm-hmm. the two of us. So what what are we going to talk about today? So today, every other show that we have, or at least the you know co op mode and uh, and Secret Friends Unite proper uh, uh, prime, um, we we do award shows, and we've never done an award show. I yeah I skipped it on on code you know maybe code, next year yeah. but I yeah. mean I it just it, we just have such kind of a regular format that I it mm-hmm. just didn't occur to me but uh, but yeah break the molds break the molds definitely so that's it that's it so I, I thought it'd be fun for just the two of us to uh, kind of take a look back because we already did the looking forward what we're excited about what we want right. for twenty twenty four so maybe we did that in a weird order we should have done this one first but. Uh, you know, here we go. You know, who cares? Who cares? Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to do a little like breakdown of some things that happened in 2023, give our personal favorites and maybe for the top one. uh, I think, you know, I think we, we might have a bit of a consensus of like the best thing, official Holocron Chronicle Holocron award for like the best thing of, of 2023. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But we'll, we'll see that. So we saved that one for last, but um Let's just let's just kind of start these how they cool. were, and we'll just talk about our favorites. So the the biggest news story announcement uh, kind of thing for for twenty twenty three. What do, what do you have? You and you have. I already see you're starting off with an editor's note. Yeah, uh, I just I, and, I, and I I didn't go back and look, but I, I feel like this might have happened in January. But I still have a vibe of of I think it's the biggest news that has happened uh let's say even within the last 12 months is the uh the grogu lorian the the mando and grogu mm. film um now star wars films it, it's been five years since it's, there's been almost five years since there's been a star wars film in the theater and that was after um having five films in four years because yeah. yeah we went from the force awakens all the way to uh, the Rise of Skywalker, that was from 2015 to 2019 with the trilogy, and then two solo, two standalone films in the middle, uh, and now we've had nothing. Um, <laughs> so, but what we have had is an abundance of we're going to make this thing and we're going to have an X-Wing movie and we're going to have a older than the Knights of the Republic movie and we're going to have a this thing and that thing, whatever. And it just got to be, uh, we just got very desensitized to it. You know what I mean? Um, and really the only way to turn that around is is for something to actually go into production, which to my knowledge has not happened. Let's of course not forget the SAG-AFTRA uh, and the writer strike that that took up six months of 2023, uh, which made it difficult really for anything to get out there. Um, but my excitement of, of enjoying the Mandalorian, which I was I was talking about previously, uh, coupled with the fact that the Mandalorian is just a very transformative franchise within the franchise that launched star wars and tv proper you know not to discount yeah. the the clone wars but it's that's you know the the animated and particularly the, the 3d animated is it's a very TV. yeah very different animal but the mandalorian came on the scene to universal love and acceptance i yeah. i've not met anyone who enjoys star wars who isn't just nuts 
uh, about the Mandalorian and in particular Grogu, Baby Yoda, the child. Uh, he's right, he's right over my shoulder. There he is. Um, you know, my wife is is crazy about Grogu, which is why our son purchased for about a two-year period anything grogu related that he saw which is why there's a grogu here there's a grogu by my front door there are several grogus in my wife's office there's a lot of grogu artwork in my wife's office it's just there's a lot um but uh, but my son is also you know his his uh, fiance works at a goodwill so he you know i got a lot of star wars stuff from him from goodwill including i have this like mandalorian stand up over here or excuse me i have a gamorian guard over there and i have a funko uh uh the do back and then i have a oh. funko look on a tauntaun that i have upstairs next to a next to a framed cover of of the cast of um of star wars uh from that that hoth scene and where they're all standing together uh in empire strikes back is a variant cover of i think uh star wars 2020 issue one um so i have now totally lost point i was talking about grogu so anyway i i don't know anyone who doesn't enjoy the mandalorian so thinking about the fact that the third season of the mandalorian which i will talk about later on didn't really inspire a lot of people's imaginations um, because it, it turned into me, certainly at the time when I was watching it, and it came out a little over a year ago, because I know we watched the first episode. It was when April and I were on the cruise. We watched it on my iPad mm -hmm. in our little cabin. Um, it didn't uh, fire a lot of people's imaginations because you're coming down from a high of Luke Skywalker chopping up a bunch of robots and then, you know, leaving with Grogu and 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 this this ending that I can't I still can't watch without crying. I mean, I probably never will be able to because just so mm -hmm. so you know, when you see, you know, the man, you know, Din Djarin with tear coming down his face, I you I think you have to be clinically dead not to have an emotional response to that. It's just, it's pretty serious. Yeah. Um so to think about that on the big screen and and whatever that means as far as moving parts that we've seen in Ahsoka or, or Book of Boba Fett or Mando's appearance, Mando and Grogu's appearance in the Book of Boba Fett, what mm -hmm. that really means um, is, as a fan, holds you captive to your imagination. It's, it's exciting. But I still don't want to open my heart up to the fact that this is like the fifth movie they said they were going to make and we have nothing. So when I get a, a, a news report that says it's, actually in production when you see a production still when you see leaked photos from a telephoto lens from three miles away of a puppet of grogu that that, that no that'll be a different level of enthusiasm you know but yeah. but for now uh, i would say definitely within the last 13 months this is the thing that excites me the most about star wars and I, I just looked it up. It is January 9th was the announcement, but I'm going ah, to count nice. it. I'm going to count it. I had said that counts. 100%. Yeah, that it counts. counts. Totally counts. And for me, this is a little bit more exciting and real as far as my hype level goes. Like you said, there's so many canceled projects. There's so many things that we've had and they kind of announce it too early. They jump the gun a little bit. Um, this one, because the team works so closely on other things, we've got Filoni, we've got uh, Favreau, you know, they they are kind of this brain trust of like, like you said, kind of reinvigorating Star Wars for a lot of people. Um, I don't think this is going anywhere. You know, I, I don't think they're going to just be like, hey, Filoni, 
you're out. You know, like I, I, yeah, there's right. something crazy, dramatic, drastic happen before that would, you know, uh, come to pass. So, so this one for me of all of the movies of all of the announced projects and stuff like that, this one, yeah, a hundred percent is like the most real to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I totally hear you on that one. For me, I did go back to, to I, I picked something a little bit different, but very related. Um, and that's Daisy Ridley coming back. I didn't see that one coming. I thought kind of, you know, the, the, the way they were announcing movies, the way they were looking at things, it seemed like they were moving away from yeah. the Skywalker yeah, saga, from anyone that had anything to do with uh the the skywalkers or those nine movie kind of you know that nine movie kind of bundle the sequels the prequels whatever it seemed like they were moving away so i thought the next group of movies would probably be a time jump you know okay it's Mm -hmm. 100 years Mm -hmm. in the future ray's dead but here's the you know jedi order that she started or this you know like that kind of thing i kind of expected that didn't want it i liked the sequel uh, characters and I'm very happy to see Daisy coming back and I've heard different interviews with her up until like a couple of days ago uh, saying mm-hmm. she's excited the script's excited uh, or exciting to her <laughs> the script is exciting um, oh I'm very excited the script, the script is exciting um, and, and she feels more mature now she feels a little bit more uh, ready to tackle something and and not jumping on something just to come back to it. She was pitched this and she thought it was exciting enough to come back. She, you know, was very hesitant. And I think rightfully so, like, you know, Star mm-hmm. Wars fans, oh, sure. Star Wars fans. And, um, right, right. Right. So it's, I, I, it sounds like it's not something she's taking lightly and not something that she's just like going after for a paycheck or anything like that. It seems like she's genuinely interested the, in the story yeah, that they real, have to tell real passion yeah uh, yeah that's and, awesome and it just that that to me is exciting to, to continue that on um i'm looking forward to hearing more but like as far as the news like surprising <laughs> biggest news story to me that was that was that was definitely up there yeah most def- um, awesome yeah. hey secret friends unite let me tell you about zencaster we use them for our show and now they're supporting us. Zencaster is now the all-in-one solution making podcasting easy. It's the ultimate web-based podcasting solution. It provides high-quality audio and video podcast production and hosting. With a full suite of professional tools, podcasters can seamlessly record, produce, and publish studio-quality content all from one dashboard. Being a creator has never been easier. And we chose Zencaster because of the ease of use, uh, high quality output, and we it makes it super easy for our guests to come on. Uh, we had multiple solutions we tried before, and Zencaster has just been the best fit for us. Why Zencaster? It's now super easy to record a podcast with Zencaster. Log in using your browser and start recording a high quality podcast right away. Record studio quality sounds and up to 4K video with your guests. Feel a sense of Zen knowing Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. Have you ever worried what you sound like? Zencaster's post-production process makes you sound buttery smooth. It automatically removes those ums and ahs in your recording. It removes those awkward pauses in conversation too. Set the right podcast loudness 
and levels while reducing background noise with a click of a button. So if you're interested in making an easy, high-quality podcast just with the click of a browser button, go to zencaster.com slash SFU and use our code SFU. You'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Now back to the show. Awesome, awesome, so let's, awesome. Let's go. Favorite fandom moment. And I know like both of us, we purchase different things. We go different to different cons and meet different people and all this kind of stuff. Um, I want to hear like your favorite just like thing that you did with other fans or, you know, in the fandom, what was your, your like top geek out fan moment of the year? I'm trying to remember what, when did Andor come out? That wasn't last year, was it? Uh, Andor was last year. Yeah. Andor was last year. Okay. I'm going to amend mine uh, because I actually saw uh, two. Oh, wait, no. Uh, Star- Andor was no. 22 or 23. Oh, okay. Then, then, then I, then I cannot, uh, amend what I say because I was thinking of two different Star Wars films that I've seen in the theaters uh, in recent years since there have been a what do we find when did, when did Andor come out uh, Andor are looking at the it? first three uh, September 22 the remaining episodes through November so just at the tail oh, okay end gotcha so that's that's not what I'm thinking of because for if we were doing this in 2022 I would say Rogue One in IMAX was something I saw at the end of 2022. That mm. was fantastic. But for the 30th anniversary uh, of uh, 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi, that was back in theaters. And that was, you know, that that's a seminal moment uh, for me as a fan uh, because in, in 1983, I was seven. Mark was negative one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I was in second, second, second grade, third grade second grade and uh my mom did the the cool mom thing of taking us out of school in the middle of a week so we could go see this movie at the uh, the movie theater uh at eastland mall in harper woods uh it was adjacent to my hometown of gross point michigan uh and uh it, it was incredible it was incredible it was the first like big story you were seeing something coming to an end because it was only uh a couple of years prior that uh the indiana drones what ultimately became a trilogy began but we only had one movie at that time and so this was my first experience as a as, a, as someone who takes in media of a a trilogy of films kind of a three-act play or beginning middle and end uh to, so to see this again and, and you know uh, the Empire Strikes Back, or excuse me, The Return of the Jedi, so epic, particularly in its third act with the, your big Death Star battle and the the father versus son lightsaber battle. Just to see that uh, as it had been seen back in that time um, is, an un, is an unmistakable experience for someone in particular who is seeing it through the eyes of a child because they saw it as a child. Um, so that was uh, that, that always always very impactful experience. Yeah, Rogue One, as I was thinking of seeing, was just because it's, you know, that has nudged Return of the Jedi out of my top three since it's been out, because uh, because it's such an incredible film. But again, that was twenty twenty two. So my, you know, twenty three is such a mire with that because half of it is missing because mm-hmm. of the writer's yeah. strike. Yeah. Uh, you know, just in our minds, just that we all took a deep breath. So, um, so yeah, so that so that's it for me. Awesome. Um, similar, like my, you know, the, the years kind of blending together. Uh, I would have, 
one that's a recent one. So I'm going to throw this in as like a go check out Instagram kind of pitch. Um, I did a, a collaboration video with a wonderful couple from California uh, that goes by Balance of the Forces on Instagram. Um, I heard this audio, the Yeet Skirt audio from uh, the SNL skit with uh, with uh, Timothy Chimamalay. Um And I just thought that would be a funny audio for a Star Wars spin on it. So I I made up this little mock video and I sent it to them and said, like, would you guys, instead of using the clip from SNL, would you guys like to be Anakin and Ahsoka driving Obi-Wan crazy? And I'd be (laughs) Obi-Wan. So (laughs) I play the straight man in this, just doing reaction shots to these two space wizard goblin children. uh, Just being as unhinged as possible. They have a, a very, very intimidatingly large following and uh, they were so cool to work with. And, uh, and the video's got almost 500,000 views right now, Oh my God. which is insane. And, famous, uh, famous, they were, famous. They were so fun to work with. Um, so if you haven't seen the video, check that out. Cause, cause those two are just hilarious. They give it their all. And get so into first off, amazing cosplay, but just also yeah. nailing the the mannerisms and the lines and the lip syncing the SNL skit. You just you got to see these two go at it. Yeah, and then yeah. Awesome. I'm just in there kind of shaking my head, and that's whatever. But like these two are just crazy, and it's 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 gonna yeah. hit like five hundred thousand by the probably. That's the wild. That's it's wild. Yeah. And there's awesome. another fun skit that I did with another crew there um, that I just posted today, yesterday. Something yeah. Like that. Um, Anyway, uh, I so but that that's all this year. So last year, I'm going to go with meeting and interviewing Timothy Zahn. But of course, but of course, pretty, pretty awesome. Um, the and going to cons and doing like cosplay, dress up that kind of stuff as like you know a pirate Jedi and all this kind of thing. Like that in general, that whole thing was just amazing. And meeting other Star Wars people and people dressed in like full stormtrooper and mando armor and like all that kind of stuff and like other people with lightsabers and just like chew like tall like wookies like full-on like yeah. tall wookies and stuff just crazy but like doing all of that and then meeting timothy's on like halcon and, and capricon were, were just crazy but but halcon specifically for for zon's uh yeah. appearance and, and brief interview Fantastic. um yeah so so cool it's, it's been a great Great uh, little bit being a, a Star Wars fan for me. You it's, bet. Uh, it's, it's really neat. With, with, with so much more to come. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Excellent. Uh, all right. We've talked about this a couple of times. I want to get this one out of the way because then we got some great stuff to talk about. But first, yes, 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 yes. biggest letdown of 2023. Let's. I think you've alluded you know, to it. Let's hear it. And I did, and I did. In a lot of ways, it's um, it, it, it's kind of uh, no take backs, but I'm I'm kind of taking it back a little bit because uh, I already mentioned, you know, we're we're now a year out from when we got Mando season three, and it was just, it was, it was the the I don't want to call it senioritis because it wasn't the fourth season, but it wasn't a sophomore slump because the second season of Mando was so powerful and it gave us one of Star Wars' most powerful moments, Luke Skywalker uh, and, you know, and, and, and Grogu going off with him, which got, which got undone by the Book of Boba Fett, and we don't, we don't need to get into that. But um, the season as a whole uh, 
felt kind of aimless when I watched it the first time. I thought, well, they don't really have a direction. Um, you know, they, I, I, everything that was so powerful about the finale of season two was taken away because Grogu ultimately decided just to come back. And and that was really disjointed because that happened within the Book of Boba Fett. So I, I was always uh, I was already a little sour going in. Um, but then I just I, at the time, I just didn't really feel like the season took the reins or had much of a chance of achieving the pinnacle which which was done in that in that season two finale that being said again as i had mentioned doing the rewatch through i watched it you know a year later with a different eye and simply tried to embrace like jen watson and i talk about over on code 47 finding great moments within a season where maybe the episode's kind of a duffer you know what i mean like oh pirate king you know swamp thing or whatever it's like okay well i don't really care about that um but i do care about um you know the the climactic uh battle on mandalore where you know you found out that this was moff gideon's endgame he's set up there he's mining the beskar himself and he's got Mm -hmm. beskar troopers and and this epic you know blast uh you know shootout that happens within the last two episodes um and then finally seeing you know uh, an imperial light cruiser get plunged into a mountain and everybody that it killed um it was uh it, it was spectacular um to to watch it in that regard and say hey you know what i can take this piece here and enjoy this and and i can not be entirely hateful or or comparing it because comparing it really does become uh such a losing endeavor um because then it it it, it pinions your ability to really enjoy things you're like well that's not as good as this you know the the, the book was better than the movie who cares you know why not just enjoy what you can enjoy and much like with life good days bad days good mood bad mood you know what i mean five seconds of happiness here you know three hours of misery over here um you know try to have some fun with it so i I found a way to have some fun with mando season three but when i did watch it in 2023 i was like i just i it it just wasn't happening for me so I, i was let down because i had a hard time accepting they couldn't find a way to just go with the momentum that we had at the end of season two um and 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 being soured by the book of boba fett which even in a rewatch when i pick it apart i find something here i find something there um but yeah at the time definitely mando season three yeah for sure um and yeah i get that and you know since and i have rewatched it as well uh not quite as recently but I, i went back and kind of looked at it from lens of like, what is this? You know what I mean? And I think I do that with a lot of movies and stuff too, of like, what, what are they trying to do here? What, what is this? And, and a lot of times it is better on the rewatch. Uh, and Mando season three, when I really thought about it, I thought about it in a lens of like, this is what, what has overarching Mando been about? And at first it was not really accepting the fatherhood role. He wanted to get this thing back to its people, you know, off, whatever. That was the first little bit. And then kind of accepting more of like a guardian role. Okay. I guess I'm a glorified babysitter. This thing's my responsibility until I get it back to Mm -hmm. its people. That's kind of growing into the fatherhood role. And then, so, so season three for me was like accepting and embracing that fatherhood role and Mm -hmm. not wanting the glory. So it couldn't have Mm -hmm. been as exciting because 
Din didn't want the excitement anymore. He wanted, mm-hmm. like, you want the dark saber here, please take it. I want to go retire yeah. with my kid. I want to yeah, go right. and just do, you know, chill, chill with my little green buddy. And that's what I want. So when you, you view it through the lens of him trying to just accept that and his evolution from the guy who's chasing excitement to the guy who's settling down to, to raise his son kind of thing. It, it kind of naturally had to slow down, which is disappointing when you're expecting like something right. to top Luke Skywalker coming back. And I don't think they handled it quite as well as they could, especially with the Boba Fett stuff in between. But when I watch it through that lens of that's Mando's end game, in this is that happy retirement kind of thing and being able to down and and how his priorities shift um that evolution becomes a little bit more of like oh i get what we're seeing here and we're seeing who he's you know he still wants people to succeed in the the galaxy to be safe so he's setting up like okay i'm gonna make sure bo katan's doing this so my people and this can be safe and i'm doing this this and this so like grief can have you know uh, solid place there but like he just wanted to retire <laughs> so yeah right i'm not even sp- i'm not even supposed to be here today yeah exactly uh, for sure uh so that being said that is not my choice my choice yeah. is a little bit more uh out i not something that we were promised not something that we saw it's something that i didn't get and that is cal kestis in live action and if you yeah. remember the podcasts through last year yeah. Every single project that was announced, we were like, hey, what do you want for the next Bad Batch? Oh, I'd love to see a young Cal Kestis. Cool. What do you want for Obi-Wan? Oh, man, I'd love to see Cal Kestis. <laughs> you know, like, what, what do you want in the future? It's, 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 yeah, like, just, it's like Cal Kestis should be on the side of a milk carton, is what you're saying. Where is Cal Kestis? Where, where, in live action or somewhere outside of a video game just to – and they even went in, in Obi-Wan, they even mentioned the hidden path, and that plays in – to some of the stuff in Jedi Survivor. So it's just like, we were almost there. We were almost there. Just call Cameron Monaghan. Get him in. He's great. Right. Just do that. And they, and they had him at Celebration, didn't he come out? And he was like, hey, yeah. Burp, burp, burp. oh, yeah. Yeah, just keep yeah, keep jerking awesome. it. Keep dragging it along. I didn't want to say keep jerking it along, but just keep drag, <laughs> dragging it out, yeah. He, he was in Celebration. <clears throat> he was in uh, one of the, the Galaxy's Edge, like at, in Batu to launch the, the Cal Kestis lightsaber and did the, the posing yeah. and stuff in front of the Falcon <clears throat> with the, the lightsaber, like his lightsaber. So it's like, it's there. He is the character. He's embracing it. He wants to do it. Um, he said something like, Oh, we're focusing on the video games, but like, he's ready to go. He's, he's in. Yeah. There. Right. Um, so I just, I still want to see him in live action and the fact that we didn't, and that they addressed <clears throat> the celebration and it was kind of like a, I don't know. Disney hasn't really called. We're just making games right now. It's like, ah, uh, you wanted it to a, be a, you wanted it to be a fake right? out. Like, and here I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Right. Right. <clears throat> so that was disappointing to me. Cause I, I just, uh, he's done such a great job with the games that I, I think, you know, bringing that in and then see, so, so that was a disappointment, but then seeing Ahsoka bring back so many things from the animated series and address those, not only with the Anakin stuff, but like the Asajj name drop, the training video, um, yeah. just all that kind of stuff that we've seen even the clone wars like the flashback scene and all that kind of stuff like bringing back that so like we're doing that cross media 
yeah. stuff happening right now. We're finally yeah. seeing it. Here's another one. And you got a, a, an actor that looks like the character because you based it off of him. Like it's right. zero effort. You don't even have to make up the guy. Like just right. put him in a poncho, give him a Disney lightsaber and send him to the friggin' volume. I tell you, putting peoples in ponchos has been Star Wars fashion since 1983. You can get away with it. It, it works, it. Ju- it works it. just fine. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, I was going to say the writer's strike didn't help with anything. But, uh, you know, again, if this is, you know, if they describe, I'm not a sports guy, but as they describe as a rebuilding year uh, for a sports team, potentially that's what 2024 is. You know, now got some momentum. We've got some things that are actually going to be produced. So hopefully we won't have these kind of disappointments moving forward in this time next year when we're talking about 2024. So anyway. So let's leave let's leave disappointments and letdowns in the past like you said in 2023 leave those 2024 is going to be great but yes. also 2023 had some great surprises what is something that either an announcement that just like caught you off guard a show you didn't expect to like something you just didn't expect to get into or do that just like you were just you know this is a great surprise in star wars for 23 what what happened you know i've always had such a willy-nilly relationship with the Star Wars comics. It's the genesis of my love of all comics. I mean, you see everything. If you're watching us on YouTube, yeah. you see everything behind me. Comics and and genre have always dominated my life. But my very first comic I ever picked up was Marvel Comics Volume One, uh, Issue sixty five, which I have a frame copy of uh, in, in the upstairs in my house, uh, and I got it at the Notre Dame Pharmacy in Gross Point, in the village in Gross Point, in my hometown. Um, and so I've always loved that. That series ran from 1977 to 1986. So I was 10 when it ended. Uh, and then Marvel didn't have the license. A lot of years went by. And uh, when the Disney purchase happened, uh, Marvel started a essentially volume two, or we'll call it volume one, because it was it was beginning of what was actually considered canonical. And it started telling the story between uh, episodes four and five. And it ran for 75 issues. So uh essentially you could imagine that it was the three-year period uh that we know was between those two films canonically um Mm -hmm. then empire happens volume one ends in order for empire to happen volume two begins immediately following empire and that happened in 2020 and it was also it was broken up a little bit by covid for three or four months um Mm -hmm. but i've i've always followed it but I get to the point that I just get a little exhausted because they're 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 picking they're picking away at this thing and that thing and you know something crazy's happening to these guys every other day, and um, uh, you know so I I'll, I'll go in fits and spurts. But I came back to it maybe two months ago, and I had maybe two years worth to catch up. Maybe like maybe I hadn't read anything that was in twenty three or twenty two, um, and there were some really exciting adventures contained within those. Um, 12 to 20 or 24 issues that, that, that I read it being a monthly series, uh, you know, involving, uh, you know, the desperate, uh, you know, efforts by the rebellion to find a new source of fuel. And you get Laura Dern's character from the last Jedi as a young woman, as part of that squad. And the fact that she had, she had a fling with Lando, which was, I thought was crazy. Uh, and, um, you find Luke, um, you know, he, he has taken, he has a, he has, 
has an interim lightsaber, a yellow guardian mm-hmm. lightsaber, which I know we've talked about that before. Um, but it's damaged irreparably, and so this is tilting us in the direction of the fact that he is going to find to have to find a new kyber crystal, which ends up obviously being a green one, because then we get his classic Return of the Jedi green saber. But you get the story of that. But one of the more engaging ones, and and there was a crossover event that I've not read the end of because I'm, I'm I, I read an issue just this week, which would have been last October's issue. So that's the most current one that they had that there was this dark droids going on where lando is on a desperate quest to repair lobot his best friend who uh is cybernetically enhanced but he was damaged and uh if they don't find this particular droid uh which is captive in jabba's palace lobot will die and there was a whole miniseries spanned off of that which touched the other you know, comics in the series plus a three issue miniseries. Uh, so, you know, Dr. Afro was involved somehow. Darth Vader was involved somehow. I haven't read all of those, um, but uh, but I will. Um, there was also, and I just, it, outside of that, I just touched upon um, very briefly, and Mark, I talked to you about this. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode if we go that way, but there was a series of one shots built around Return of the Jedi for the mm-hmm. 40th anniversary. Uh, and I read the first one today, uh, which was called Rebellion. It was about, uh, a story involving Mon Mothma, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so, nice. you know, the writer strike didn't hurt the regular production of Marvel Comics. So it's some Star Wars that you can get every month. Or in my case, if you let it slide, you can read a bunch of it all at once. Um, so, yeah, I, so I was really I was really happy uh, with that. And again, it's generally thought canonically that the period of time between Empire and Return of the Jedi was about a year. So... Part of me doesn't love that they're trying to pack another 40 to 70 issues in into 12 months. But you know what? It's space and who cares? And it's just fine. Uh, so you just kind of got to you just kind of got to let it go. But, yeah, no, I was enjoying that. And again, Mark, I know that, that we had talked about maybe working that into uh, our show, this show here, uh, while we're interim uh, between new content uh you know we we've done similar things uh over on code 47 and again we have a new segment where we're picking and we're doing a d20 roll to choose an episode from a series and then doing a deep dive into that single episode we'll, we'll start that uh, when we record this weekend so you'll hear it next week so we're kind of excited yes. about that um but awesome. yeah that's me awesome uh mine uh a little less like history kind of thing behind mine but i didn't expect uh, Vision season two to go where it did. I really mm. expected that to be this is like Star Wars anime, you know, like it was just let right, let yeah, the Japanese yeah. kind of like, like season one was so like you know here's some yeah. Japanese studios they're doing the anime thing. That's what it is, and that's kind of what I expect is like Dragon Ball in space, and here we go, and it's kind of a weird little uh, cool kind of offshot for for people that like that. Uh, it's the animatrix. It's, it's that kind of thing. Um, and when, you know, I, so season two, if I had a guest, I, I was like, you know, and I think we talked about it here. I wanted season two to happen. I thought it was interesting. I liked season one. I wanted to see kind of what else these kind of studios could do. And they dropped season two, which wasn't the surprise. The surprise was the amount of varied studios, right. varied art styles, it was like a, like, from anime. like a rainbow of, you know, yeah. it's yeah, something different every day. It's like, it was like, you know, it was, it was like Lucky Charms. 
<laughs> it was like no, it was the thing about it. It was all the all different colors. Yeah, Kiss the Rainbow yeah. was Skittles. It was your Star Skittles. Wars Skittles. Whoops, oops, uh, all all animation. Yeah, so it was it was there was like stuff from Ardman. There was like just the, yeah, you know, Scottish folk tale kind of thing. Like it was just right. amazing. I loved what they did with season two, and I hope they just keep going that in that direction for season three like we can still have some some anime stuff but like i want to see like an african animation studio tackle something i want to see so like i just i love what what they did with that and it was such a such a crazy surprise to me yeah uh, that they just said like okay here we've got some of the best anime studios in the world doing you know season one we could continue with that. The anime people, the anime fans will eat that up. Some Star Wars fans will eat that up. Done. Easy. Could have easily phoned it in for season two and just yeah. done more of the same. Instead, they went, okay, let's expand to the world and get some very interesting, different animation studios and do different animation styles and stuff. like. That. It was just complete shock to me. Uh, aside from, you know, like the cool stories and stuff that we got in it, yeah. which I thought were amazing, but just, just the, the, the fact that they so quickly departed on a season two of the, like the, the concept of what I thought season one was, um, was, was such a shock and such a pleasant surprise for me. So that was that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, cool. yeah. And I hope we get season three. I'm really hoping, yeah, season three comes this year and they do another surprise kind of drop and just say like, here's all the episodes. They're, they're from all over the world and and here's what we did with them. Um, Next up favorite moment. This is like a specific scene or something that, you know, a a bit of, of a a certain uh, piece of media that, that happened in a show or a game or something. I threw games in there because you'll find out in a second, but what's yours first off? Yeah, I hear you. Well, mine, mine more overarching, uh, was about Ahsoka and thinking about Anakin, but the, the, the great moment was at the end of her, you know, her apparent falling off a cliff and is she drowning or what's going on? And then she is in that, that space at the end of episode four, before we go into episode five, where she has the, the, you know, this is your life kind of moment, uh, where we get to see, uh, and then spilling over again from, uh, his, uh, appearances in Kenobi in 20, in 2022, um, of, you know, seeing the vindication as both a character and an actor, uh, starting from that moment of, as Hayden Christensen, as Anakin Skywalker, uh, and then, and, and seeing his moment or moments as, as progresses, you know, he becomes the Obi-Wan to Anakin's Luke. Uh, you know, giving him silent guidance and being just kind of off frame, like I'm here. I mean, I really, you know, and, and everything that really happened within that, that fifth episode, um, where he's, you know, giving her light and life and everything, uh, for as reviled as unfortunately, and I know he's one of your soul brothers, he's Canadian, uh, but as, as reviled as, as poor, uh, you know, Hayden Christensen has been poked apart, uh, for everything that happened in, happened in that prequel trilogy and and the the genius of Papa George, um, there were just so many key great moments of where that character can go and what was touched upon in episode uh, episode three of the film um, that I felt there was some vindication that happened within moments uh, for Anakin. Uh, you know, within Ahsoka. So yeah, he was my he was my favorite uh, moment of a person uh, within within 2023. Absolutely. Yeah. It, 
I'm I'm going with a similarly somewhat broad kind of thing. Um, but yeah, Anakin coming back, just any Anakin, like just, yeah. Yeah. Even the training stuff. Like I mentioned that before, like just even like just the training hollow that he left and just, yeah. like, I said, yeah. just like name dropping, like Asajj, Grievous, just any, like it just, it was like, they just did that in a Star Wars live action. Holy crap. Like what a moment, you know, it was, right. uh, it was amazing. Um, I'm going to go into mild spoilers for Jedi Survivor for mine. Um, so if you haven't played the game and you don't want to know anything that happens, skip forward like a minute or two and, uh, and, and just kind of avoid this. So here that that's, your, and, and your this, this is one, this is the Cal Kestis. That's the second game, correct? Yes. So yes. that, cause that, I've uh, not watched the, the movie for that one, but I'm okay. Okay. Uh, if, so please and go I'm, ahead. I'm going to be pretty vague. I am going to be pretty vague. So you don't have to skip. I'm going to, basically, I'm going to allude to some twists. I may say a character or two that pop up in the game. I'm not going to say what happens. So just, you know, mild spoiler warning, but that's, I wanted to give something just in case someone's like, la la la, I wait for it on sale. Um, which <laughs> I'm not, right. I, I totally get it. Uh, also, this was my game of the year over on co-op mode. We just did our game of the year awards with uh, yeah, Todd yeah. and his son, Logan. Um, yeah, yeah. This, this was unanimously, uh, pretty much like throughout the group, Todd and Logan didn't have this as their, their number one choice, but so many people, so many listeners, so many people in our discord group voted for this, for their number one game of the year that it became the co-op mode overall game of the year. So congratulations to Jedi survivor for winning that. Um, it was, it was quite the game. Um, so th- yeah, uh, I, the, my favorite moments in this game were the, the twists. I expected this to go in one way. It went in several opposite directions. Uh, people that you thought were, um, allies weren't people that you thought were like the main villains weren't, mm. uh, Wow. It, was, it was very twisty, very unexpected. I did not see a lot of the stuff coming that happened. Uh, and there's one big surprise show up. Uh, Vader showed up in the first game. I didn't expect right. them to bring him back. I may have been wrong. Um, and then Tell me what some- way to find out. And then some craziness happens that I'm not going to spoil here, but that Uh was an even bigger shock uh, of like, okay, cool. You can bring Vader back, but this, the stuff that happens and what Vader does when he comes back and how he comes back uh, into this little story um, utterly shocked me to my core. And then Mm. the way that this game ended was another just massive shock of like, holy crap. Like they just did that. That's that just happened. Um, wow. So again, I, I don't want to do too many like specific spoilery stuff, but like That's watch good. a cutscene with the, uh, of this, of this game, watch the, cutscene yeah, yeah. Stuff. watch a playthrough, whatever you want to do. Um, or just, or play it if you're a gamer. Um, yeah. Cause I don't want to get more spoilery than that, but like Darth Vader, yeah, he shows up and some stuff happens. And the, even the trailers for this game kind of made it seem like, a certain person was going to be like the big bad. Uh, and it was the, you know, the, the guy coming back from, we all saw this guy from the high Republic uh, yeah. that, that came back and he looked like a Jedi, but maybe he was going to be bad. And it, you oh know, boy. 
Um, and he was a foil for a bit, but like not the main thing that happened in that game. So it was like, and, just, then, and then he, oh, and then he, un, and then he unfoiled. Oh my. Yeah. Um, so just, just a fantastic game that just improved on all the aspects of the first, but the, the amount of twists and turns that they threw in there, um, were, were just fantastic. So I, I hope that the third game happens sooner rather than later. Cause, um, yeah. The, awesome. This is a, just a team that just just knows exactly what they're doing and, and where where they're going and, and uh, storytelling just fits right in with everything else in the Star Wars universe. It's great, Sweet. awesome. Okay. Yeah, no, I look, look forward to watching it. All right, the Denouement, the, the big, big finale. So this is just our favorite show. This would have been like favorite movie. I was gonna even throw in favorite game, but I don't want to do Jedi Survivor. I think that's too predictable right. for me. So I narrowed this down to favorite show um, in 2023. What what was yours? You know, uh, being that you know we had two pivotal ones to talk about, and I, I did we just have the two? Was there, besides Visions, I guess uh, yeah, we had kind of the, the, the two core ones. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you know it's like a it's a two man two way tie because while I, I stand by my choice, I also stand by what I, how I referenced your main choice uh, earlier on in the program. So um, I led with uh, bad batch Two, which actually goes back to uh, also here's something I didn't really think I was going to be crazy about. Cause I found the first season to be kind of generic. It's like, Oh good. They're on a mission of the week. It's exactly like the Mandalorian. Um, and you didn't really feel that there was a lot going for it that set it apart where uh, season two really started to change that. Cause you saw our, our group of uh, little clonelings, our, our, you know, our, our bad batch, our 99ers uh, really start to branch out and become individuals. Uh, you got to, th- there was a deepening mystery uh, about uh, Omega and what is she all about? What does it really mean? Uh, and then, it, you know, and it, and it ended on a pretty spectacular cliffhanger uh, with the main character clearly falling to their demise. Uh, and I wouldn't imagine anybody who is listening to this has not watched. I would be, I would be surprised, but I don't really need to drill too deep. Um, and this is, this is the first piece of uh, Star Wars programming that we're getting uh in 2024, which will be the third season, which we get in less than a month, we're getting that on yeah. Feb 21. Um, so we, we will be we will be hammering hard on that. Actually, that is the episode I will miss your next recording because April and I will be on the Star Trek cruise. So right. sorry, uh, but I'm glad to be back for right now. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, but then you know I'm you know and again reading ahead, sorry to steal your thunder. Uh, I was also so deeply involved with Ahsoka. Uh, you know, we talked about it here. We talked about it over uh, on SFU Prime. Um, the best bits of Ahsoka in a lot of ways had to do with the recharacterization of where what everybody else was up to. Uh, spending time with uh, with uh, Doctor Who as Huang, the training droid, was awesome. Um, you know, getting to meet Ezra as an adult and, and as a live action person was great. Same thing with uh, Lizzie Borodio's uh, portrayal uh, of Sabine Wren uh, was awesome. Uh, and almost in some ways uh, better than Ahsoka herself. Um, but it, but it, but it all really came together um, and, and set the table for, you didn't necessarily think it was going to be all wrapped up, you know, nice, nice and neatly in a bow, which of course it was not. Uh, and I'm sure anybody listening here has also seen that program. Um, and the, you know, and it set the table, 
table for things for things yet to come. So, um, yeah. So I uh, my my short answer is is that I'm going to mirror what you said slightly in reverse. Um, so now that I've destroyed your chance to come on strong, why don't you that go ahead? Okay. You know, and I, I could have, I, I could throw another twist in there cause you know, the, the, the notes are, are the, the notes are made up and the points don't matter. Can I paraphrase, yeah. uh, whose lines anyway, I could throw yeah. in Jedi survivor is, is my thing of the year and just change right. it on the fly to say, it's not just show again. But, uh, Again, and it could be considered a show because you just said go watch the cutscene movie. It then it becomes it then becomes um, a show that I'm watching on YouTube. It's it's a show. And you, you said it was only the two, but we do have Man- Mandalorian season three. Right, to, uh, right. To you see it? Well. You see how I blanked um, that out? <laughs> <laughs> so we had that. We had visions. Uh, you know, there are a few right. things that uh, that happened um, this uh, you know this past year. But yeah, Ahsoka barely edged out Bad Batch season two for me. Um, just because it was so satisfying to see all those characters in live action, so satisfying to see Hayden Christensen come back and, and have his, um, his kind of heyday. Day, his um, day in the sun. Heyday. Yeah. Heyday for Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was just, it was such a satisfying show. And I love, I love Jedi lore. I love lightsabers. I love all that kind of stuff. I love the force lore specifically and and uh, this diving into not only jedi sith but also other is, yeah. is really really interesting for me jumping right. in hinting at a little bit more of the mortis gods which is something that i'm like you know they can do that kind of weird shit in star wars animated but you don't always expect them to do it in live action you expect live action to kind of keep things i'll say somewhat ish grounded you know yeah. especially coming after like andor and stuff like that that were pretty grounded or even obi-wan kenobi that was yeah you know like fairly kind of like you know yeah there's like for the force and lightsabers but at the same time right. it's like pretty grounded it's you know psychological issues and that kind of stuff but like um you know this one was like yeah very much like they're hinting at some like crazy stuff that you needed to watch like seven seasons of clone wars to fully, fully get and appreciate. Yeah. It's like for them to do that kind of stuff with live action star Wars, it's just unheard of. But as a, as a yeah. fan of everything, it's just like, yeah, this is what I want. Come on, let's go. Yeah, Right. Um, but, but at the same time, I think telling a story that, 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 you know, again, someone perhaps not as steeped in the lore could enjoy in absolutely. its own way, you know, absolutely. and then, you know, and again, the probably challenge with all genre anything. Star Trek Lower Decks is a great example. You watched an episode. I uh, we didn't couple. really drill. Yeah, it, it, awesome. But again, yeah. you were able, I would imagine, to enjoy it, which is yeah. why you watch more than one, because it's fun. Now, yeah. Todd, on the other hand, says, Well, you have to, you know, like he was he was he was finding ways to fight not liking it because, like, oh, it's too steeped and it's too it's like it is, but it's one of those like, hey, I get the joke because I get the joke. But other mm. than that, what these and again, I I have met all of those actors, and I'll actually be seeing several of them on the cruise because they're they're guests uh, cool. on board. And uh, Tawny Newsom, who's Beckett Mariner, met her a couple times, and she is delightful. Um, and she's going to be on the cruise again, so I'm really looking forward to that. But but again, I think a layman can enjoy that because it's funny because yeah. 
funny is just funny. Um, so again, people can appreciate Ahsoka because there are some wicked ass lightsaber battles and you can tell who's good and who's bad, but you don't need to know that when Balin is standing on these Mount Rushmore statues at the end and one of them is kind of crumbled and there's a distance go you know you can watch your new Rockstars video with Eric Voss and he can break it all down for you but you can also look at that and say wow what a great visual and it feels like it (laughs) feels like yeah yeah, it feels like it means that this this character is at a crossroads and he's you know standing amongst these ancient ruins and trying to figure out you know what comes next so yeah I don't feel that it was limiting you know, and it yeah, was, it was just, you know, it's like a, a pointing, right? Like he's standing on a finger, it's pointing. Yeah. He's like, you're, you, you can watch that as, as someone who's never watched something in Star Wars and you're like, well, I guess that's pointing to where he has to go. Right. Uh, that's or, that's or the continuation the, yeah, or, yeah. of his journey, right? It's, it's pointing. Right, exactly. It's, 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 it's the, very the, much, it's very much painted on the wall. It was like, yeah. that's, <laughs> this guy's looking towards his, his destiny, his future. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not, that's not, you don't need the decoder ring for that. You don't need to watch you know, 17 seasons of animated show to figure out that this means something. What does it mean? We'll find out. That's why I should keep watching. Yeah. Um, But that, that being said, bad batch season two, uh, again, I have to give that a close second. And I think that we'll, we'll call that one, our favorite show. I'm, I'm more than happy to uh, concede Ahsoka to vote bad batch season two as the, like the Holocron Chronicles, like show of 2023. Um, (sighs) Because it was it was so excellent. They dove into each of the characters, and we got to know everyone, and we got ups and downs, and uh, you know, amazingly close character moments and epic big action scenes all, all right. in the same uh, the same season. So uh, I am crazily excited for season three to start. Big and, uh, time! Oh my goodness! Yeah, good. absolutely, absolutely cool. Well, Listen. all right. Well, thank you for everyone who competed. Round of applause. I'd like to thank the Academy. Uh, woo! Yeah, golf clap for you all around. Uh, and that takes that. That's a wrap for us. So yeah, we uh, we do have another show before you will sadly be talking about the beginning of Bad Batch without me. I hate to say yeah. it, but. Uh, and we then we will, we, we have some ideas about what that'd be, but if you're listening yep. to this right now, it's, it's a surprise. We're not going to tell you it's gonna It's going to be a big surprise, but anyway, uh, friends, thank you as always for joining us. Mark, uh, you're the social media star these days. Where do people find you out there? Oh, you can find me on Instagram or TikTok. I just changed everything. So I have two accounts now. I separate it like star Wars stuff and video game stuff. So they're separated nicely. So if you're interested man, in this show. Yeah. You can uh, you can follow me at Canardian underscore Jedi on Instagram or TikTok. Very nice. Well, I'm not that complicated. I am uh, on Instagram uh, and then also on uh, threads as C3 Carpenter. Spell it out. Uh, I, I don't dabble in threads too much, but I'm playing on Instagram, but it's usually just pictures of, it's usually just selfies of me doing something. It's not super exciting, but you know what? I'm working on it. Um, pr- primarily, uh, my creative juices flow into uh, the chapter of the International Star Trek Fan Club that my wife and I run, the USS Grand we are here in West Michigan, but we are one of the bigger chapters in the world uh, in this global organization. I also have the privilege of running Region 13, which is Michigan and Eastern Canada. Uh, if you're a trekker within the sound of my voice, uh, visit uh, uh, sfi.org 
or certainly Google Region 13 Starfleet International or visit the USS Grand Petoskey website. Uh, and I would love to help you find trekkers near where you live and uh, all that kind of good stuff. So check us out. So yeah, in addition to obviously loving Star Wars as much as I do. Uh, friends, one more time, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. Do 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 do